Welcome to Hawaii Matters. My name is Devin, your host for the show. Today's show is an interview we did on Friday with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. He updates us with everything going on in Hawaii with COVID-19. So this morning, we welcome back Lieutenant Governor Josh Green, who is the healthcare liaison for the state, uh, giving us one of his weekly updates. We're very lucky to have those. Good morning, Lieutenant Governor. Good morning. Happy Good Friday. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank thank you. you. Why don't we just start off uh, with, you know, how is Hawaii doing? What is the latest that you'd like us uh, to know about what's going on with COVID-19? Well, I'm really proud of people and the people of Hawaii. We're doing well. We're doing extremely well. And I'll say that with a caveat, things can change super fast. So don't let your guard down, no matter what I say Mm. here. But yesterday was a great day. We only had seven new cases, which took us from 435 to 442. We continue to test very vigorously, and we changed the standard of testing to also add contact testing Mm -hmm. of any close contact, symptomatic or asymptomatic. And that's another way to kind of really bring the the hammer down on, on the disease. So people are doing very well. We're now more than two weeks into the home isolation, home quarantine, and people have been adhering to it. It's been a couple of days, knock wood, since we've had fatalities, and the and the number of people in the hospital has been improving too. Mm-hmm. So How many do we have now in fantastic. the hospital? Um, let me let me flip my board here. I believe as of yesterday, and I'm I'm going to in the next 45 minutes or an hour get the new numbers. But as of yesterday, we had 27 people that were uh, COVID suspected, either positive or highly suspicious in the hospital. Okay, all right. So that number was down 32 from the day before. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's encouraging. Okay, okay. It is. So, you know, we, we follow things like that and the number of ventilators in use, which are at 15% of our ventilators, 78 out of 535. I mean, those are the other key numbers in addition to tracking the number of positives. And it's it's kept me optimistic, but like I said, we... We have not seen a large surge, and we really don't want one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you, you just add something uh, real quickly about don't let your guard down. And I I think we've talked about this earlier, where the worry is that as people see the curve start to flatten, that some people might jump the gun and go, okay, time to, you know, just uh, start running around again and doing as we do. And, and, and uh, that's not, this is not the time for that, is what you're saying. No, we need to get, no matter what, to April 30th. We want to get to a place ideally where we have a, uh, a couple successive weeks or at least a good cluster of days where we have low, 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 low single digit numbers or even none before mm-hmm. we can, you know, really begin taking the lid off. The, uh, the reason it's so successful is because we've uh, home isolated to, to a capacity of about 85% or more. There are still some holes in it. There are still a few too many people uh, out, but you know we're doing um, some air flybys quietly to see the beaches, and they've been vacant for the most part. Okay, there's still a, a small, small trickle of people coming in. There's things going on, but it's such a small number that the spread or the capacity of spread is greatly diminished. Hmm. That is helpful. So you're saying most people are doing the are doing the stay at home thing, and that's helping to flatten the curve. It is. Uh, there, and also people got way better at um, wearing masks in grocery stores. People got much better doing the six-foot social distance. It's just like anything else. You mm-hmm. train up, you know, and once you get used to it, like a couple of weeks ago, I was complaining about some of the big box stores letting people be too close in line, and now they're super serious about it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've been very impressed. So it, it really is. It's a quick learning curve, and it, ironically, it's meant to slow a curve of a virus. So. <laughs> We're really seeing great response, and the governor, he gave us a good opportunity by, by putting the uh, quarant- home quarantine rule into effect and by 
essentially shutting down travel here is very low. I mean, it used to be 30,000 people a day. Now you're like at 100 a day. Yes, right, right, right. And most of those people are complying. That that decreases spread of almost everything. So it's going to hurt the economy, of course, to have to go through this. But that's what the that's what the um, rescue package is going to be all about. Mm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Governor, I'm also still seeing people out shopping, which I understand. I mean, we have to pick up uh, things that we need, right? Uh, but I'm seeing a lot more people with their kids shopping, which made me a little nervous. That's a mistake. Yeah. It, unless they have no other way to take care of their children. I mean, they shouldn't have, if, if their kids are old enough to be at home, mm-hmm. they shouldn't be with them. And it, certainly if, if they have a, a spouse or a significant other, the kids should stay home with them because children are, you know, they're also susceptible to catching the virus. They're less significantly affected by it, which is really good. Mm-hmm. But it's a mistake. Anytime we can thin the number of people that are in stores or in contact with others, it decreases the effect of the spread. See, for instance, you may not be worried too much about your kids catching it, but your children, one's children, I have two kids, uh, Sammy and Maya, nine and 13 years old, they, um, if they were asymptomatic carriers of it, I don't want them happening to run around to try to find, you know, Cocoa Puffs and get too near one of our Kupuna. Mm-hmm. So that, that is what would worry me. Of course, everybody, kids or adults, should be wearing masks at stores anyway. So it's pretty low probability with a quick encounter that you're going to transmit it. But it's still not a good idea. It's yeah. all about probabilities and outcome. If you have a, a lower probability of spread because there are fewer people, the outcome will be better. It's it's pure and simple math. Sure. Do you do you think that we ought to be as a state, um, or perhaps at least for Honolulu, where we have you know the mass of the population? Um, I understand on Kauai they're doing. Uh, the mayor has given these guidelines where it's like you should have not more than one person leaving the house, uh, entering a store. There should be only you know maximum two people from your family. Um, stores are not supposed to let in more than one or two uh, from each family into the store. That sort of thing. Do you think that that sort of measure should be uh, uh, done on Oahu or statewide as well? Or at least that I kind do. of advice I, given out? I do. I, let me give a special shout out to Mayor Kawakami. He's, he's kicking ass <laughs> with uh, his rules. Did yeah. we say that on the air? He you just know, did. Yeah, yeah, he just did. <laughs> cool. He did, yeah. <laughs> Kawakami, is, he's got a nice, he's got a nice um, vibe to him. He he, he's making really smart decisions, as are all the mayors on different things. But mm-hmm. uh, Kawakami, uh, Derek, has been consistently one step ahead of uh, most people, and he's really focused like a laser on keeping risk to a minimum, and he can dance too, which is yeah, awesome. I know, right? Yeah, I saw the TikTok going. Wait, what? I know. I gotta, I gotta up my I really dance like game that there. Guy a lot. I have to say. I want, this is not a man crush. We're not making out because there's a, uh, a global pandemic, but that he's good. Oh my goodness! That's, that's good to know. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, since we're talking about Kauai, and you know, they were the first ones to step out with a curfew, a nighttime curfew. What do you, uh, Lieutenant Governor? What do you think of the the curfew that is now uh, going to be done uh, for Honolulu over the next uh, three nights? It can't hurt. You know, uh, it, it it can't hurt at all. Really, there's nothing good. This is the ER doc in me and um, on the ER ship this weekend. Mm-hmm. We, we always use the cliche, nothing good happens after 1 a.m. anyway. Because <laughs> people are going to strip clubs or crashing their cars. That's Eek. all that happens after 1 a.m. or getting drugs. Mm-hmm. So very, very few people, If they, even if they're working at night, they're in their office if they are on the night shift. But nothing good happens after that hour. And all that can happen is some extra spread. 
I, I will say this though. I mean, I don't think it's the uh, be all and end all because the, the time that this disease is getting spread is in the daytime, and we probably have too many exemptions for work. I do understand we have to do some essential work. Obviously, you got to have healthcare. There's some ex- some exceptional needs out there, like you have to have plumbing done. You have to have you have to keep um, health and public safety out. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, police and fire. God bless those guys for what they're doing, but there are still a fair number of exemption, uh, exemptions that are out there that have people with or without masks on. And that's where there's more spread. It's not really between 11 PM and 5 AM. Mm, so you're wishing, what you're saying is that you're wishing that the, the curfew were prior, perhaps, uh, or some kind of uh, crackdown a little bit tighter in terms of the definitions of people who have exceptions. And in terms of the hours, you're wishing that was tighter. Is that what you're saying? Right. I mean, if you if you really if you're really going to curfew and decrease, then you do it when more people are out because mm-hmm. uh, you could, you know, you could have everybody in by 7 p.m. if you're really going to do it. So people are, are less likely to be out after hours, but people have to get food, you know, so yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that. And like I said, by doing it to a point where we've we've thinned the crowds very significantly more than 85 percent, it's 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 working. I mean, it, it's working very well. I. I hope and expect people to continue this all the way through April 30th. And if we do, we should see it, such a, a flattening of the curve that we'll be able to still have social distancing, but let up on the home quarantine. That's mm-hmm. my hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, uh, we got a question actually about, is it possible someone may have thought they had a cold and it was actually COVID-19 with very mild symptoms? I'm, I've been seeing a lot on Facebook, um, friends of mine actually, saying, oh, I had a cold in, in January, but... Or, you know, what I thought was the flu, but it wasn't the flu. Maybe it was COVID-19. Uh, I'm noticing a lot more that posts is like that. Is, that. is that what you're finding, too? Yeah, I, I am, and I believe that that's possible. There, we'll be able to determine that, and I'll tell you how in a second. But the, um, it is very possible. Some people are completely asymptomatic, as many as 50%, and then others have had very mild symptoms. Now, the number one symptom, as, as you and I have talked about before, mm-hmm. is fever. Uh, so, But you can get a fever with a cold, and... So fever is number one, then cough and dry cough and shortness of breath. But with very mild symptoms, people might have just had a fever and some upper respiratory stuff like runny nose and sore throat. It's, it's a little different for everybody, and surely some of those people could have had it. Now, the way to check that is you check antibodies. If mm-hmm. you get the antibody test, which is becoming, it's pretty rare that you can find it right now, but it's going to become very, very prominent in the next few months, what will happen is, your body, after it's got exposure to any of these things, will have an antibody response. And first you get what's called IgM, which is immunoglobulin M. It's a chain of, uh, it's a chain of uh, DNA, basically. And then it switches over to IgG, which is the second antibody about 10 days later. And you look at the pattern on the test, and you can tell if someone has developed these antibodies and therefore had it and is immune. We're going to use that, you can be sure, to assess people that want to come and visit Hawaii as travelers. It's a real fast test, take 90 seconds. It's not like a three hour thing like the other one. It's just a finger stick, like you're getting your blood sugar tested if you've got diabetes. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be very helpful. So people who have had colds, once we get the, the right test imported into the state of Hawaii, we're vetting that right now, mm-hmm. one of the many things we're doing. As Soon as that's done, we can do that for people and say, hey, you know what? Well, lucky you, you already had it. You had a mild case and you're immune. 
Back, <laughs> that that sounds fantastic. Back up here a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. I just I just want to clarify what you just said. So, are we going to be using antibody antibodies tests to uh, screen tourists coming into Hawaii? Is that what you said, on a large scale, like everybody coming in? That plan is not finalized, but I am going to propose that or some variant of that to our team okay. because as we take the lid off, what ha- what's happening in um, Singapore and and Taiwan now is they're seeing a secondary surge because they're getting traveling oh, from China right. yeah. and mm-hmm. other places. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, we are like the ultimate place to travel to. And people are going to be really into Hawaii because we're doing a good job because of the good work of everybody, frankly, keeping the lid on. Mm-hmm. Because we're doing that, we're going to be, hopefully, if it keeps up, a, a clean state, right, with very few cases, which is a blessing and a curse. The blessing is we didn't have any cases. The curse is we're not going to have much immunity for a while until we get an immunization. Oh, so right. We're not going to be, we're not going to have the luxury of having people fly in from New York or China or Japan if they are positive or possibly positive and then having an outbreak here again. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to be really serious. And so I'm going to propose a two, maybe three step process where we do antibody testing, screening for active virus, and then make a determination. I also imagine I'll recommend that people can do it in advance of coming here. So they don't have to do it here on the site. They can have a certificate where they say from their doctor or nurse practitioner or PA signed off, you know, so-and-so has um, immunoglobulin uh, M yeah. and therefore they're fine. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm. Okay. okay. Well, wow. That's that's, a- that's pretty stringent. And uh but that, apparently that works for me needed. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not arguing I'm not arguing with so, that yeah, at all that'd be great. okay um, you know speaking of reality right uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, speaking of um, testing how are you feeling about our testing capabilities are we getting better are we holding steady or is there still a ways to go how are you feeling about that we're getting better it be- there's always going to be a way to go because we're, we're, we've tested about 15,000 people. Mm-hmm. By a per capita number, we're about third in the country, more or less, on testing. So that's very good. Mm-hmm. We've also tested better than many other nations. Now, our plan was incomplete for a time. We were, we were making a mistake for a good long while, which was we were not testing. And it wasn't an intentional mistake. It was just a bad policy, in my opinion. We were not testing the close contact mm-hmm. of all positive people now there's a reason for that whether they're whether they're symptomatic or asymptomatic you want to test them all because then you can catch even a few other cases and make sure that they completely completely adhere to quarantine protocols right the reason some people push back was they're like well you're not going to get many positive tests on asymptomatic people but the truth is just curtailing the number by 10 or 15 percent of people that are out there positive and walking around and not knowing it Mm -hmm can prevent large outbreaks. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened in Maui. Look at what happened with the mom of that child, of the young person that was on the ventilator. Right. Look at what happened on Molokai. We needed to be doing that from the beginning, and I've been, you know, I'm grumpy about that, but because I want to save lives. So that had to happen. We finally made that the policy, and if anyone pushes that against that policy, they're out of their head. 
<laughs> well, I did. I did see your video where you were talking about, and and again for folks who are just kind of catching up. So what uh, what Lieutenant Governor uh, Josh Green has been pushing is uh, if someone has a uh, has COVID nineteen, people who have been in intimate contact, like living with them or you know had intimate contact. I, I think the way you put it was if they kissed them, you gotta test them. I think was the way you said that. Um, uh, yeah. Please correct me if I said that wrong, but um, uh, that would be the idea. Yeah. Whether they right. whether they got symptoms or not so now that now we're what you're saying is that we have a shift right in in our philosophy of that so if folks are listening out there and they have had some kind of intimate contact or they live with someone who has COVID-19 or or like a serious suspected case you would what you're saying is they need to get tested they need to get tested they should call their provider we have a team now activated called the red team to provide some extra testing capacity they should reach out to everybody and get tested. And, and most of the private labs now know. So if you end up at one of the tents at the hospital or whatever, and you say symptomatic or asymptomatic, obviously if you're symptomatic, they're going to test you immediately. But even if you say you're asymptomatic mm-hmm. or you're not feeling sick in any way, but you had an intimate contact, an intimate contact with people. Mm-hmm. And don't make it up, obviously. I mean, I know people aren't doing that. A couple did. But oh, no. if you have a significant other or a coworker that you were working right with, then you need to get tested. And then we will know with good certainty mm-hmm. that you are either positive or negative. And, and we may have to test people a couple times. That's okay. The point is you flatten the curve by reducing the overall number of people spreading. You're listening to Hawaii Matters. We're talking to Lieutenant Governor Josh Green with the latest on COVID-19 in Hawaii. One other question. Uh, I've heard about people getting tested three times. Uh, you know they have to they have to test three times in order to make sure that they're clear. Is this something that was thought of by? I mean, who is this? Is this the World Health Organization? Is this the CDC who's saying, hey, you need to test three times uh, that you're clear or test three times to make sure that you're not getting a false positive? Uh, is that just because uh, I've never heard of that? Yeah, that's that's not a protocol I'm aware of. There are a couple, I do can tell you a couple things that I do know. Early in the disease. The way they were doing it for discharge from hospitals in Japan, for example, is people were asked to have two negative tests on consecutive days. So that way they felt that they were catching people at that point. If you had two negative tests on successive days that you weren't shedding the virus anymore and you weren't infectious. Now, the truth is, if you let's say you test positive here in Hawaii, you go into your 14 day quarantine. At the end of that, you are deemed through it. Now, if you're having any symptoms at all, of course, we'd like to test you again to see if you have active virus, but you fall into an extremely low risk category if it's been 14 days since you tested positive. So that's sufficient to resume your life after that, after a full 14 days. There's no three test rule or anything of the sort. Okay. Now, some cool. people that got three tests could be in a different category. That could be people say that are working uh, as first responders or healthcare providers. They're out there in the community and they've bumped into people or they've been in close contact that they may have had three successive tests on several days apart to continuously make sure that they are not positive and seeing patients because we don't want, you know, we don't want our first responders who have to go out and see lots and lots of people every day to be seeing people with heart attacks or cuts or lacerations or whatever, and then spread COVID to them. So we're being real careful. 
Hmm. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. I appreciate that. Uh, again, if you're just joining us uh, uh, out there, we are a talking story with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green, who is the healthcare liaison for the state. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, I know we have you for only a limited amount of time, so um, I want to just tell you that we have a few questions from our listeners. Um, a lot of our listeners, number one, have asked about uh, this public, the public schools talking about that four-week threshold where uh, they're saying that we need to have zero new cases in Hawaii in order for the public schools to reopen. So people are curious about whether that is a reasonable thing, given that we're not going to have a vaccine probably for a year or a year and a half. So that's one issue of public schools. Do you feel that that's re- you know, reasonable to expect no cases for four weeks? And when can we actually see classes resume in the public schools? So that's a very conservative standard. I have a ton of respect and trust in uh, Christina Kishimoto, our superintendent. It's uh, it's a standard that may be difficult to meet, and I'll definitely be talking to her some more about that. The uh, the current situation is that, you know, as you saw, we had seven positives. It's highly likely we're going to, even after we cripple the virus, that there'll be periods where a couple pop up. Ultimately, the conversation I'll have with her will be pretty private, but I, I, uh, I think that a standard that can also work is whether or not we have any community spread or not. Mm, if mm-hmm. we have any community spread, it's then a great risk to have large numbers of, of people out, dropping their kids off and so on. Uh, but there, there are going to be some coronavirus cases, as there always are. SARS had cases for years, just tiny numbers. Probably didn't pick them up because we didn't test. So she's taking a very conservative tact, which is prudent to to save the lives of people in Hawaii. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. But we'll see exactly what that means. I, I hope, I mean, look, I'm hopeful like everybody else. I got a kid, I have two, one kid in public school and one in private school. I'm, I'm very hopeful that we can get them out of the house when it's safe. It's, uh, <laughs> part of their lives. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so many yeah. parents think that, yes. <laughs> okay, all right, thank yeah. you. Thank you for addressing that. And then uh, on to that question about uh, the April 30th uh, supposed end of the stay-at-home order. Are we going to see that go longer, go shorter? What is your feeling about that? Uh, if we continue to be this, this successful uh, curtailing spread, that date should hold. Okay. You know, ask me again on the. Ask me again ten days out. Okay. But I think for now, people are doing a very good job, and the the sooner we can provide some relief, getting um, people back out there, the better. We may at that point be able to begin to assess with the antibody test when they go out, and I would say no matter what, we're going to see at least a period of time where we continue to have social distancing in place. Like we may lift the uh, home quarantine, but. The use of restaurants, they may, we might mandate that people go to every third seat or every other mm-hmm, table, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, probably at every other table so that people aren't too close with other neighbors. So those kind of things are likely to begin our economy again. Uh, but for now, April 30th looks decent. Okay. Um, also, finally, the unemployment situation with so many people filing checks not going out and, and people being frustrated not being able to get through. Um, what is your sense about how that how soon that's going to be resolved? Because there are lots of people, of course, waiting for money and for financial relief there. Do you have any sense about that? I, I don't have a clear sense, except that we've asked, of course, uh, a lot of extra people to weigh in and help. And I do know that the governor is looking at using other uh, members of our government mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to to you know support a lot of the infrastructure. This is one of the most important things uh, that we do, which is that we're going to do. And that my job is to make sure we get through this health crisis sure. and keep keep ourselves ready for the hospital beds and everything. But 
there's other hugely important things, obviously, like just keeping our families afloat, keeping enough money there. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's necessary to have more service there. We, in my team, we, we talked about some novel ideas that we will continue to float, like a couple websites so they don't crash or going five letters in the alphabet at a time for our names so that there's, you know, a, a slightly less dense number of people going to each site. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to make life too hard on the director. They're working real hard. And I, I think our director of labor and, and and the guys that work on unemployment are doing pretty pretty well. Remember, we're just like, what is this? This is April 10th. Mm-hmm. We're really only about six weeks into the massive effort. And we're changing systems like you can't believe. A lot of extra people need Medicaid. A lot of extra people are going to need resources. Unemployment numbers are big. And most of the time, I'm just making sure people don't die. So there's that above all other things. You're listening to Hawaii Matters. We're talking to Lieutenant Governor Josh Green with the latest on COVID-19 in Hawaii. The, the other question I had for you is, I guess, from a personal standpoint, because you're still a practicing physician. I mean, you're, you're actually doing yeah. shifts. So, you know, Boots, you get the interesting... Um, sort of dichotomy of you have to look at it from a 30,000 foot level and then you have to look at it from boots on the ground. Um, for you personally, boots on the ground, going to the uh, going to the hospitals and working, what are you seeing? Uh, I'm seeing a lot of concern from my nurses. Uh, when people come in, I'm seeing a little bit of extra fear in the eyes of people. My, I'm going onto a shift actually today for 48 hours. Oh, um, gosh. You know, and I have to gear up like you, like you can't imagine in PPE like everybody else and let me give extra love and, and credit to my fellow docs who work full-time. I only do, you know, an occasional weekend shift because I never would abandon them. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a little bit of a different world. But people are, people are pretty solid in Hawaii. There is more anxiety. There is more depression out there. There are more people asking for screening than, than need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last shift I had, I think it was eight or or. 12 people that came in for uh, issues, as many people came in uh, for for screening of anxiety stuff as they did for COVID, because wow. yeah, that's that's happening. So it's um it's okay. You know what? Everybody needs to do their part. I happen to be a, a strange hybrid of um, lieutenant governor doctor. That's just the way it worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just ama- it's just amazing because I, I would think as our lieutenant governor, as the guy who's in charge of the COVID response stuff, they'd be like, "You're gonna you're gonna work, you're gonna go in and and do stuff with patients. Uh, how how does that work? Like, because uh, you have a security detail with you, so I'm like thinking, how does that work? Like, is it okay if our security yeah, detail comes in and the lieutenant governor comes in? I mean, getting treated by the lieutenant governor must be a weird experience. Well, when I got a mask and goggles on, no one knows, so it's a lot less weird than usual. But um, no, the, the security guys, they just, you know, they obviously don't have to take any part of when I'm doing healthcare. And the, um, it is important for me to have a full perspective, and I can share that with other people across the country. I, I do share that perspective with other uh, governors and lieutenant governors and representatives and senators and so on. And it, uh, it's just an honor to be able to have the full perspective of what people are really feeling clinically. I, I used to have it from a different perspective, whether it was autism or whether we have um, drug treatment for people or for some segments of society or not and trauma services. So I always felt that that might help somewhat as, as I served, you know, in government, but mm-hmm. now more than ever, 
honestly, I would never skip out on a shift just because I wouldn't do it to other people who are making that commitment. Now that we actually have real need and and there's a big big surge in our concern about having enough healthcare service, I just yeah. would never do it. So on the weekend, that's when I that's the only time I of course can go mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm there ready to help whatever whatever comes. Well, we appreciate that. And I know that we have a shortage uh, just in general, uh, health services-wise, especially on the neighbor islands. So um, we appreciate everybody who's uh, sacrificing, taking the time to do that. Mm-hmm. We're 40% short on the neighbor islands for health care providers, and we're 22% short on Oahu. So you really think I'm going to quit that? I mean, maybe someday. I'm getting older. I'm 50 now, so... Being on call for 48 hours is not the same kind of joy as it was when I was 35, <laughs> but uh, people are really good, and, and there's a lot of people working 50 times harder than me in the ER and and at Queens and at Straub and Castle and all these other great places. Mm-hmm. They, and there are nurses out there doing 12-hour shifts, and they're struggling to find PPE, and there's all these issues, so God bless them, you know. There's, there's firefighters out there doing 24-hour shifts and police with pe- dealing with people that have schizophrenia and drug addiction not wearing masks and being exposed so i uh i really i really think that everyone's doing their part in the in the public sector and i want to give them credit yeah yeah by the way uh, lieutenant governor i'm sorry i know you have to go but uh, just really quickly to follow up on the ppe thing how are we doing uh, with that uh in regards to our our uh, our healthcare professionals are we uh working are we getting better at trying to procure that stuff for them how short are we or how what items are actually still needed well we are doing much better actually we've made some very large buys and we've gotten major pallet uh deliveries oh, great. In. i think we had 28 pallets in the other day we have about 20 to 30 days of, of backed up ppe is my understanding that fluctuates a little bit here and there but because we have not seen a large surge in our hospitals, and particularly our ICUs, where you'd have to burn through a ton of extra PPE, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're doing okay. And because the the testing has been pretty well organized to have singular nodes of, of testing instead of, you know, you don't want to do one test in every single doctor's office and every single doctor's office have to put PPE on and for one patient to test them, that's a huge waste. So having like these drive-throughs and and tents at the hospitals and whatever where people are devoted for a whole shift to testing is much more efficient. So we've been doing well. We can do better. There's been some hiccups along the way like there is always. But so far, it's kind of been no harm, right? And and the few small spots where they didn't have enough PPE and maybe a couple people tested positive, I fortunately believe that no one's gotten severely ill. It's a big lift. You know, we're talking about a whole statewide response. So... Mm-hmm. Statewide responses can never be perfect, but there has to be more PPE for the providers constantly, and and more testing in those in those areas of of people that have a high volume of contact. So yeah. we're doing those things. I just want to say before I go, thank you everybody for listening because they're getting you good information, and thank you everybody for uh, isolating at home for seeing this through. Just love your families play cards, watch movies, don't go out very much unless you have to. Wear a mask out. You're doing a great job. We're going to beat this together. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Lieutenant Governor. I know you have to you have to head off and, and do your thing. So <laughs> uh, we appreciate you so much stopping by every week to, uh, to give us this update. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, we won't have to do these updates forever. Not forever, but yes. uh, for the next few weeks or months, we're, we're going to be fighting this thing. 
I hope to be able to give you good information of success and, and relieving the pressure each week over week. But for now, hold the line. Hold tight till April 30th, no matter what. Will That's do. awesome. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks to Lieutenant Governor Josh Green for the COVID-19 update. This is Devin. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on another Hawaii Matters.